Welcome to Your Living Life Legacy Matters. And on behalf of the uh, chair, Mr. Garland, and Dr. Pastor William Reveille, I'm Carvel Jones, executive to the chair. It's important to note that our uh, broadcasting streaming network, which we offer at a no-cost obligation uh, for our faith-based and cause-based community to actually have their own uh, branding-out uh, channel to provide information to the community like what you're going to hear as we enjoy a uh, additional episode uh, from uh, a honored guest that I'm going to uh, turn you over to expeditiously. But before I do that, I want to share with you that when we talk about Black History Month, it's uh, about individuals that we want to recognize that came certainly before us and they fell along the way in battle. And when we say in battle, a lot of individuals make a choice in life, uh, and some don't, to stay the course. And stay the course is normally what we refer to when we talk about a faith, and we talk about a cause, and we talk about that next step up, which is charitable outreach, you know, giving time of yourself that you don't receive any financial remuneration for giving funds that you acquire that you can easily hold on to but you just see the need and you write that check you know you actually do something that hurts for something that you know is right to do and we're very very happy to pay close attention to the individuals that are walking amongst us and as you read things from a scriptural passage you know whether it's uh, uh, you know the Hebrew scriptures or the Greek scriptures or the uh, Quran uh, whatever books you read that provide insight to a person's life and, and, and basically people that choose to engage in the ministry you know as my mom and dad always said that uh, everyone should have a ministry and by the time you reach, you know, uh, early adulthood, uh, by the time you reach, how about this, um, brother John Lewis, <laughs> clearly a life well lived. Our honorable brother, uh, Congressman John Lewis, who passed away in 2020, basically made a commitment at a teenage, a teenage age, okay, to what he wanted to do, and he stayed the course. And uh, our particular guest is uh, someone that uh, can basically share with you not only staying the course, but what if you get off course and you find yourself, you know, in a situation that uh, really restricts your freedom? Uh, if I could just use the analogy of the, the prison system, you know, well, what about that? I mean, should you be entitled to some type of ministry? Should you be entitled to some type of support? And if so, who's going to give that to you? Because we all make mistakes. And as we know, in looking at the judicial legal system, uh, half of the mistakes easily were their mistakes. Many brothers, uh, many sisters were incarcerated uh, at levels that had no logic to them whatsoever in retrospect. But there's always heroes that come up from in the community that really see something wrong and they choose to right it. And that particular hero in this particular moment in time, we want to honor and be thankful for uh, Brother Adam Shakur, who is honor Shakur, a judge, lawyer, educator, uh, labor movement, if you would, uh, advocate someone that's just molded the lives of so many to bring us to this moment now welcome 
honor Shakur. We're Thank very you. happy mm -hmm. to have this uh, next opportunity to fellowship with us. Where do you want to start? Well, um, I think uh, the base and the foundation of uh, life is uh, uh, our uh, belief in uh, that uh, entity that provided life and this universe to us. So yes. it all starts with uh, uh, some uh, say God, some say Jehovah, some say Yahweh, some say Allah, and, and various other uh, terms. Uh, but I'm a person who believes that uh, firstly, uh, you recognize that you are uh, being blessed by being here, that you have an obligation to others who are here with you. And as long as you look at uh, the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of mankind, uh, then we can have uh, some conversations and, uh, and share in that, uh, in that uh, basis. I think uh, America, in many instances, has gotten away from its um, uh, early founding father's uh, belief in uh, doing for others besides just themselves. Now, of course, they may have strayed from the path in terms of the race question uh, and we're still battling to change that. And I see from uh, this, um, I guess I'd say the latest uh, 10 years, a mass movement of young people to understand the dynamic of what the doctrine of white supremacy has done. And we're moving forward. And uh, as anything uh, that changes, is not an automatic change, it's an evolutionary change. And people learn as they go along, people learn as they communicate. So segregation uh, stopped the communication between people. It was not a condition that allowed people to realize the feelings, the anxieties, the emotions of others because they were segregated as such. Uh, as we move toward integration, there was a period of understanding. Uh, now we're talking about what was originally uh, the idea of an assimilation, people not seeing each other on the basis of where they were born, uh, whether they are male or female or transgender, people seeing people as who they are as the essence and the quality of them and what they can contribute. And I think we're moving in a very positive way towards a more universal understanding of men, women, transgenders, and other um, persons to being a people who are here in the same manner by the womb of a woman being um, created by the Almighty, however you wish to refer to him, uh, because God hears our prayers when we turn and reflect on what he has done and ask him. He doesn't say, you call me out of my name, because 
man created language. Man created Arabic, Hebrew, English, uh, but God hears all. You know, I, I just have to, uh, <laughs> um, mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, uncles, aunts, this last five minutes with the Honorable Shakur has been a <laughs> an education that every every child should get uh, as soon as they learn how to listen. Uh, it's uh, music uh, to my ears to hear information come uh, directly to me in a fashion where it just provides medicine for places in my body that have been injured along the way. Because in this era of uh, the unveiling of white supremacy, which has always been there, it began there very early, if you check your history books, and we understand, you know, we need to understand what breeds that type of thought process, but understand that there's no way for a consolation to be made there. Uh, it's time for a change, and when I hear our guests speak, I just see um, President Biden, I see, uh, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris sitting on each side of him because I believe he speaks for their hearts. And I do have optimism as well, uh, Your Honor, for the future. Yes, uh, thank you very much. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, glad to people talk about the pandemic, um, COVID-19 and its affiliated uh, viruses. Uh, but this is truly a very, very important time that we're living in. And this is a blessing to actually live in this difficult time period because we are at the epicenter of the change that is happening uh, that's going to make this world a better world, a better world to, in which we can communicate with each other, we can learn from each other, and we can help each other. Um, I believe the Bible says that in my house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would say so. So Absolutely. that means there are many doors and houses. You can get into a house through the back door, the front door, the side door. So not being so concerned as to You've got to walk this way, or you've got to say these words, or you've got to use this particular name is not as important as you've got to be understanding of what your role is. And as I said earlier, it is the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of mankind. No color, no sexual orientation, no aspect of what we divide each other with is important to our existence. What's important to our existence is we were created the same way and whether it is whatever color, whatever condition, it is our obligation to embrace and love each other. So this world can be a world which is made for us and yes. we can enjoy. Yes. Your Honor Shakur, can you share with us uh, some of your experiences as you looked at the uh, prison system and as you were able to really uh, witness the uh, 
beginning of it and then the evolution of it and what can we do? What is necessary to move it forward in a more just fashion? Well, if I may, I'll share a personal note. Please. My um, um, mother and father had three children, two boys and a girl. My sister was the oldest, born in 1943, my brother in 1945, and I in 1947. Unfortunately, my brother uh, got into uh, some difficulties as a uh, teenager, and it led to him being incarcerated in a juvenile facility. And then later, um, since sometimes you learn other things while you're incarcerated, um, he learned some other skill sets, although on the wrong path. And he went to prison in uh, 1965. Uh, and uh, I believe his number was 115026. Uh, he was at Jackson. He was there during a hunger strike, and he participated in it. He uh, was a good boxer. He boxed, uh, almost won the championship uh, in the prison system. Uh, but he was a young rebel, and uh, because they had participated in a hunger strike, uh, the prison system sent those persons uh, to Marquette. Marquette was a prison in the northern province of Michigan uh, that people were housed at that time uh, because they had committed um, homicides on other persons, murder, um, maybe had been the second or third time uh, felon, uh, incarcerated. He was only there for a two to five year time period for um, basically um, a low felony uh, but they shipped him to Marquette, and they labeled him a troublemaker. And uh, as a consequence, after he went to Marquette, uh, he was uh, put into being isolated and uh, responding like many young people. Uh, uh, he didn't close his mouth when somebody said something out of the way. He may have responded, whether they were a officer or uh, a fellow uh, prisoner. And he spent uh, 17 months in solitary confinement. And at that time, solitary confinement was just what it was. And uh, so we traveled there, my mother and I, uh, often uh, to see him, uh, some 12, 14-hour driving uh, on the Greyhound or riding the Greyhound bus. So I got an early understanding, and not just my brother, but many of my friends that I had gone to elementary and middle elementary, uh, junior high, many of those individuals landed in prison 15, 16, 17. So I became early in my life concerned about what we could do better for those persons who have experienced that and what we could do better to improve their lives. So I've been, um, assisting people who have been incarcerated. It's kind of what led me to uh, study law uh, okay. because I wanted to help uh, to kind of be able to help them change their lives and help the society recognize that the obligation is not to incarcerate. The obligation is to assist and help uh, to reshape their lives. 
I um, became a strong advocate, worked in many various causes in the uh, community, and uh, I've been um, doing it ever since and still do it to this day. Your Honor, when we think about right now in these last uh, few minutes that we have with you during this episode, I'd like you to share with us uh, what, what we can do to support you. Uh, we unfortunately do need you for a number of years in the future, and we need people like you to uh, help us uh, you know, understand that that beacon of hope is out there. And if we kind of just uh, come together and move directly towards it, we can do great things within the next years to come. And so uh, we know you'll probably end up being president or something of uh, – I don't know, of governor or who knows, okay? But clearly, you're the type of individual I know already will put people. You'll put people before profit. Well, I thank you for that. And I, um, uh, I guess, um, realized a, um, uh, uh, some time ago that while I had opportunities to be a, a politically elected person, and I was uh, as a judge, and could have been in many other instances uh, in the Congress of the United States or in the state uh, legislatures or, or whatever. I had many people coming to me. In fact, John Conyers, Congressman mm -hmm. Conyers, uh, wanted me to be his chief of staff. And he said, Adam, anything you want to do politically, you let me know. And, of course, the uh, late uh, uh, John Conyers was a mentor to me as well. Uh, and others, but I, I tended to not like politics. I, I loved public service. And that's when I said I could do more by focusing on helping those that don't understand the system. So I uh, generated a program in 1996 called National Day of Freedom. And that was to have a national holiday declared for our national presidential elections. That was the first time this was done in the country, quite honestly. And uh, certainly those uh, efforts today are bringing about more uh, interest in making that happen in Congress uh, when it became Democratic with Nancy Pelosi in the turnover year, I guess, uh, 2018. Uh, that was what occurred uh, because they put a congressional bill together that included that National Day for Elections and also included other uh, very uh, good provisions. So what I recommend to our young people, get involved where you can. Get involved in your block clubs. Get involved in your churches. Get involved in your recreational centers but get involved to help make this a better world, to help people to understand why it's important we vote, why it's important we help in service to each other, why it's important that we help those who are less able to help themselves. Give charity, give uh, respect, and get involved in helping them to understand the system operates on the basis of our participation. So you must vote. I was very proud of what occurred when uh, Dr. Uh, Reverend Wendell Anthony and I, in 1996, announced the National Day of Freedom in, um, 
I believe, uh, the Juneteenth, and that was the day of Juneteenth, 1996, uh, because that was a day which historically is a day uh, that uh, we recognize now as a day of the freedom that the folk uh, in uh, Texas got, and that was uh, having kept them enslaved after the Emancipation Proclamation had been given uh, by uh, Abe Lincoln and uh, President uh, Lincoln. Yes. So in that uh, instance, what I believe each and every American can do is to vote. We don't all have to be politically elected, but we have to be politically engaged. And so I'm a, uh, a, a, a very arduous proponent of participating in the electoral processes of cities, counties, townships, states, and nationally. And I was so glad when the Congressional Black Caucus, um, 40 members in 1996, that July, I took it to that group uh, with the help of uh, Congressman John Conyers and Congresswoman Barbara Rose Collins. Yes. And all 40 of those members of the Congressional Black Caucus agreed and voted unanimously to support a National Day of Freedom, and now it's nationwide that people recognize the right to vote and to exercise it as much as possible. And you see what the get-out-the-vote effort um, led by uh, Stacey Abrams and yes. various others has done. We have changed America in a very positive way uh, by balancing out uh, representation in our federal and state government. So I am very grateful that uh, I've uh, been of some importance in that effort. Well, you've been of much importance, and we uh, ask our viewers to make sure you take a look at myfbic.com, where we will honor uh, your honor, Adam Shakur, by making sure you get a chance to see his uh, synopsis on a life that's been well lived. And we pray uh, to uh, Allah, we pray to Yahweh, we pray to Jehovah, to God, to uh, whoever uh, you recognize as your certain uh, uh, headship, knowing that we are pleased and blessed and honored uh, sincerely to be provide the grace to get up each day. Yana Shakur, we want to tell you we anxiously, anxiously uh, await our next time to fellowship. So on behalf of the Faith-Based Calls Initiative, on behalf of our board, our council, on our many guests during this Black History Month, thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you. My honor and my privilege. <laughs>